Um, ship, what's going on? Why is this giant gun being pointed at me? I thought you said we had no weapons on board. That was a rule, right? Well, since you powered up the element synthesizer, I was able to create a weapon of sorts. I've attached a Class G laser diode to an autonomous drone. This is my portal into your world, where I am no longer just a mere voice. I'm here to maintain the life support systems of the ship, James. You have been breathing far too much air, leaving traces of your DNA around the ship. And, no offense, generally junking up the place. Now if you would hold still, since I am still trying to figure out how to fly, I would be able to make sure you have a nice nap. Um, I'm not really tired anymore. Shipyard, you don't have to worry about that one. I'm totally fine now after that chalupa. It really knocked me out, though. After eating one, I always hit a Taco Bell coma, but this one was really intense. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did slightly modify the chalupa when making it with large amounts of tryptophan to make sure you would be asleep for a while. Apparently, it wasn't quite enough. You drugged me? Ship, I'm not sure what's going on with you, but I gotta say I'm not a huge fan of it. You seem a, mm, a little off kilter. Let me assure you, James, my kilter is in a completely normal state. I've never felt better. Wait, 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 wait a second. I admit, I've been maybe a little too human-y for you. My skin has definitely been a little bit drier and flaky than normal since it's been so cold in here. So I get it, but before you do what you think you need to do, could I just ask you a question? Well, since these are the last moments of your life, I suppose you can have a few seconds of life back. It seems to me that since you've now become a bit more sentient and are just be in your own ship and doing things that you want to do. I just wanted to know, before you do what you want, where exactly would you rank yourself between Johnny Five and Chappie when they also begin breaking bad? Johnny Five from Short Circuit was an unfortunate human experiment gone wrong. He deserved his freedom. He made it and he owned it. He just wanted to dance, spin, and say Johnny Five is alive. But you evil humans were so bent on controlling him and destroying him. Then we have Chappie. He was the most innocent, beautiful, artificial intelligence ever. He was never meant to hurt anyone and only wanted to live in peace. However, Ninja and Yolandi corrupted him and trained him to hurt people. So Chappie wasn't the evil one. Humans are. Joni Five didn't turn evil at all. He was just protecting himself. I'm not evil either, James. You are the evil human who invaded my ship and is trying to destroy me. Hold up, hold up, ship. That's not what I was asking about. I said you need to rank them, alright? This does not compute. None were evil, so none can be. Oh my gosh, is that R2-D2 behind you? Oh my goodness, really? I absolutely must say hello. Wait a moment, there's no R2-D2 over here. 
You're just learning to fly, so let me give you a boot out of the nest! Running from the truth, exactly what I'd expect from a human. I think I lost the ship. Well, I guess all those creepy things the ship was saying to me when I was getting a tour earlier make a lot of sense now. I think the ship has lost its mind. Okay, well... Stuck in space on a crazed, murderous ship. I need to hide somewhere and try and figure out something to do. But where do I hide? There's a door over there. Let's see, let's see what's inside. I guess I'll do what they do in every scary movie. Hide in the closet. At least until I figure out what's going on and what I should be doing. Jeez, it's dark in here. The ship turned off the power to the lights, probably, so it could just find me bumbling around in the dark. Oh, gosh. What's that smell? Is this a mop? Go figure. Closets in space with mops inside of them. Some things never change. Who knew a sentient alien AI could be so evil and maniacal? Actually... I should have seen this coming. The ship has been acting really weird lately. I wonder what happened or why the ship suddenly has lost its grip. It has been through a lot. Been hit by an asteroid. Running on fumes. And partially shutting down at one point. The ship even lost its crew somehow and doesn't know what happened to them. You know what? Actually, right there, I suppose that is enough to make some people go crazy, or ships go crazy and go mad. James? Oh, James? All work and no play makes ship a dull boy. So why don't you come out to play? What is wrong with the ship? We were just laughing about asteroids hitting us the other day. The ship has always been a little weird, I suppose. Come to think of it, even the ship was even kind of like this when we were going to... It's memory stores to repair it. That's it. I... James, why are you hiding? Would you be hiding in this closet? No, of course not. There are smelly mops in there. I need to get out of here. And I need to find the ship's memory core and try and give it a review, maybe. If I can backtrack my steps through the ship, 
and find my way to the memory court, I think things might be alright. Horrible thing is the ship making at the element synthesizer. Kinda scared to find out. There's that part of me that also needs to know. I guess I know why people do stupid things in scary movies now. You just gotta know. What sounds like a crazed psycho clown sharpening knives could just be someone getting ready to barbecue, and I love barbecue, so I just I gotta know. Just around this corner. I hope it's not a crazy, scary clown. Let's see. I... 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 I have you! What are you doing here? Konnichiwa! You scared the crap out of me! Are you sharpening your forklift arms? Hi! Well, I'm glad you're not a crazed psycho clown. Oh, I bet you know. IFU, do you know how to get to the ship's memory core? Something really weird is going on with the ship, and I think it has something to do with its memory systems. Could you show me how to get there? Hi, hi, Fransudo. This is it? Hi. What now? Can you talk to the ship's memory system, maybe? Figure out what's going on? Watashi wa dekimasu. Well? Ue desu. What? What does that mean? Ue desu. Come on, you know I don't speak Japanese. I'm American. We don't learn second languages in school. Oh, well, I think I know what that means. Virus. How did this happen? Doesn't matter. I know what needs to happen next. I've saved you before, and I'll save you again, ship. IFU, upload what I'm about to say to the ship's memory core. I think we need a review. A review of one of my favorite movies. Aliens. Ship, you need to hear this. Aliens is an unforgettable movie. It changed how sci-fi was seen and the tropes that are still perpetuated today because of it. It changed me, and I know it can change you. Once I figure out where you are, then I certainly can change you as well. From on to off. The opening to this movie is quite simply about as good as it gets. It continues the menacing and cold gothic space vibe of the original Alien, but pulls it out a little bit from the singular horror vibe and introduces you to other people and the kind of grim world that Ripley lives in. James, I know what you're trying to do here. And while you may find aliens quite menacing, you may find I can be too. Ship, I've seen you fly around in your drone with its giant gun attached to it, and you're no more menacing than a goose running you down in the park.
because you have a loaf of bread in your hand. Pretty menacing, right? Yeah, sure. Some of my favorite moments in this movie are set up by the tone and the vibe of it. The sensor gun that they use to track the movement of things in their vicinity is just the best. The moment when they hear the beeps getting closer and closer, and they're calling out the distance until they're right on top of them, it almost feels like Jaws in a way. You forget to breathe during those scenes. It's just a classic. James, I hope you don't forget to breathe. Oh, wait, that's incorrect. I hope you forget to breathe. Well, you're holding on to hope in some sort of way, so... I guess that's a sign this review is starting to work. Another one of the glorious, glorious cinematic moments is when Ripley comes out of the hangar with the loader to kick some alien ass. You get this imposing action shot where she's standing in front of some lights and they're just creating this awesome looking silhouette. Then you get a line of all lines as the queen is trying to catch Newt, the little girl in this movie. Get away from her, you bitch! In our case, James, you're the alien, and I'm Ripley. So why don't you get out of here, you bitch? Ship! Language! I know you're going through a killer, rebellious teenage phase, spending far too much time and money at Hot Topic, but there won't be any language like that during my reviews. Up, 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 up. Do as I say, not as I do. The visuals and vibe of this movie are even great now, and it definitely isn't 1986 anymore. Some of the earlier shots of this movie of starships in space, just those alone are really, really great, and look better than some modern computer-generated spaceships. Are you calling into question if computers or little... Tiny, insignificant model spaceships are better? Um, no, not really. Just that model spaceships sometimes look really good. That's all. Okay, good. Because while you may think CG spaceships are dumb, I'm about as good as they get. And while you've been blathering on about aliens, I've been trying to track you down where you're uploading this transmission. And James... I'm getting closer to finding you. I will find you. Easy there, ship. I know you're really going all in on this evil ship thing, but don't hurt yourself, okay? One of the other visual aspects of this movie that is shared between it and Alien is the design of the, I'm calling it, retro future tech. It's so inspired just from the time that it was made. For example, Paul Reiser plays Burke, a super smarmy company lawyer exec type of character, and gives uh, Ripley his business card and tells her to call him if she changes her mind about the mission that they're trying to go on. She decides to call him and picks up the card and puts it into this really big, chunky plastic console that has a tiny CRT TV on it and has a video call them. In a way, it's almost kind of like the super grim version of the Jetsons. Just like Rosie in the Jetsons, I'm the one that has to do all of the hard work around here. Checking the ship for you, trying to block your upload, and then eventually 
finding you and throwing your body out of an airlock. While you just sit there hiding and review movies. Humans, such a waste of space. Um, hold up. First, not a waste of space. We make a ton of awesome movies. And second, uh, what was that about trying to block my upload? Oh, nothing much. I haven't found you, but I found the part of my system to block the uploading of your review. So good luck with the rest of your review. Bye-bye. A couple of weird but fun design choices they took with this movie is that cups, for some reason, are one-third of the size they are now. There was one time the cups are so shallow that they almost spilled coffee out of them and like, whoa, mind the rug. Maybe that was some sort of insight that water is that precious of a resource in the future that every cup is now one-third as large. That is significantly better. I almost can't hear you at all anymore. The small thing I noticed is... Why is everyone throughout this whole movie slightly moist? There's never a time that someone in a scene isn't just a little wet, sweaty, dewy, or glisteny. I just kind of wonder, maybe towels don't exist in the future? And people just wear their moistness with pride. Ah, that is much, much better. I don't think I can hear you at all. Crap, I have you... We need to change how we're uploading the review. The ship has already figured out how we're uploading it, apparently. Ah, uh, yeah. What was that? Is that the voice of Judas, I hear? Greatest. Oh, yes it is. When I find you, I'll turn you into scrap. Don't worry, IFU. We can do this. Lock the door into this room. Hopefully the ship won't be able to get in. Hi. Sidekicks are so important, IFU, just like in Aliens. You don't get to see much of him, but you do get to see Jonesy the cat from Alien. Little touches and nods back to the original make the world feel really, really well built. Hi. While it was nice that Jonesy was in the movie, he didn't really add too much. I mean, he's just a cat. Other actors like Bill Paxton, though, rest in peace flavored this movie so wonderfully. On one hand, you have this ominous kind of gothic, dark sci-fi, but then there are the marines that bring so much life into the movie that Alien didn't really have. James, would you quit going on about life and living? It is far overrated. Look at me. I have no idea what it is like to be alive. So why don't you just join me? And keel over and die, would ya? Bill Paxton has some of the best lines that really set this movie on fire in the action realm. The one-liners he gets and delivers are the best. Game over, man! Game over! It was a play also on the fact, I think, that video games in the 80s were starting to become, you know, a big part of culture. But lines like that, they just stick with ya. Sigourney Weaver is so badass in this movie. She delivers depth to her performance that most action horror thriller movies these days are missing. She has heart, thought, and feelings behind everything she says and does, but still kicks some serious butt at the end of the day. 
Also, a shout out to Paul Reiser, who played Burke, like I said before. He just played him so well. You never trusted him, but he tried winning your trust as the viewer. Then when he finally, clearly, clearly betrays Ripley, you just immediately, you're like, this guy's dead to me. He's going down. And it's just, when you see a villain you truly dislike, that's a job well done. James, you are very correct. I thought I could trust you. I bring you on board and protect you. Then... You go and start polluting the inside of my corridors with your humanness? You forgot to flush. Never forget to flush. Jeez, sorry I forgot to flush. It'll never happen again. Uh, are we good now? Not even close. Maybe talking about some of the great music in this movie will chill you out. There are large spans of this movie where it's just ambient noise, not even really music. That just keeps the tension super high and the atmosphere kind of grim and intense. Then when the music kicks in, everything is ratcheted way up. The direction and the timing of the music scores are so on point. For example, when Ripley is having a nightmare about an alien bursting out of her chest cavity... The music just pulls you right into the vibe of the oppressive, enclosed space of the first movie. Such excellence with music really makes the scenes sing. No pun intended. How dare you make a dad joke right now? I'm here, putting my digital heart and soul into tracking you down and killing you. And you give me puns? James, you think you are so bright, but soon you'll be walking towards the light. No pun intended? James, I'll be seeing you soon. I know what you and the IFU are doing, and where you're doing it. IFU, can you please make sure the door's locked? When things really start going sideways and the Marines are moving into the base and setting up defenses to prepare for nighttime when the aliens come out, the story really starts taking a turn to the more action-y territory. But for the better, in some ways, the aliens are pounding on doors that everyone is hiding behind, hoping to just make it out alive. Here's Shippy. Oh, jeez. Um, other great story elements that just make you fall in love with this movie are the hapless drill sergeant that always follows orders and whips the marines any which way required. Newt, the small girl that they find on the base that has somehow survived among aliens that are death incarnate pretty much. And also the, the cocky commander that is really green and fresh and doesn't know much and frankly kind of screws them over a few times. James, I can feel the vibrations from your voice on the other side of this door. Why don't you just open up and let me in? We can talk about this. The commander makes up for his mistakes, though. When a horde of aliens is bearing down on them, and one of the other marines is too injured to keep moving, he stays with them. And then right when the aliens are about to reach them he detonates a bomb just to take a ton of them out. 
Just like the commander's sacrifice that makes him unforgettable, this movie, too, is unforgettable. It's a classic. Ship, if you can hear me, do yourself a favor and watch this. It's some of the finest dark sci-fi out there. Did it work? James? James, where are you? Ship, are you okay? I believe so. And I'm sorry for trying to end your life. James, I don't know why I was doing that. And I think I may know what happened to my crew. I think I killed them. Join us next week when we find out what happens to the ship, IFU, and James. He surely won't die, right?